I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are guys with issues. We're guys with issues. That's what we are. Yeah, sometimes the issue is saying the word issue. Like that. Like that. Yep. I believe it. (laughs) Good job, Pat. Staying on brand. That's right. (laughs) I'm doing it again. I'm doing my part. (laughs) I'm doing my part. (laughs) The only good bug's a dead bug. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of the last time we recorded that's how we ended the night. Is it? Do you remember? I think so. You fired up that that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I started quoting Starship Troopers, and Will was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen the first one a long time ago. Well, it was all from the first one. Right. But if it was uh, a long time ago, you won't remember. Yeah, I was never. You need to watch it as an adult so that you remember the, the good lines. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I will add that to my list of things to do. <laughs> Watch Star Trip, Starship Troopers <laughs> as an adult. So you don't want to watch Not as a Star child. Trip Don't Troopers? watch it in a childish mindset. Okay. What did you say? I said so he doesn't want to watch Star Trip Troopers. <laughs> uh, Sounds like one of those. Uh, so, Mel Brooks <laughs> does. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious movies yeah <laughs> we went went and saw a movie we did did mm-hmm. well before we start the real talk this is normally where we waste time talking about bs <laughs> i can't it really is so yeah. is there any bs you wanted to add in we got a new griddle have you used it yet oh yeah it's amazing <laughs> i like that you're like have i used it yet <laughs> If if, Get here. if you folks out there, <laughs> oh no, we brought that back. <laughs> if you faithful listeners could have seen Patrick's face when I asked him, he was like, "Of course, I've used it. It's all I use now." Stunned disbelief. No, it was, is it, is it, it like a cast iron griddle? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I cooked like six pounds of meat on it in no time flat. It was amazing. But the mm-hmm. griddle was flat. The right. time wasn't, but the griddle was. Well, you don't know. <laughs> I mean, can you really see time? I mean... I mean... <laughs> you see the effects of time. You see the effects of time. I don't... You see things that measure time. What if we do see time and we don't realize it? Time after time? Uh, <laughs> no? No. <laughs> Definitely not. So yeah, I really like the griddle. It's great. And that's what I'm going to possibly use later on today. Yeah. For our meal that we are invited to. Right. Or he'll cook it and send us away. And when he's done, he'll call us back. That could, well. Tell us how it was. (laughs) You guys missed it. (laughs) You missed out. Uh, While we just sit out on your front porch step. (laughs) You don't have to leave, but you can't stay here. That would be weird if somebody did that. Just went outside while you ate and came back in when you were done. No, they kicked you out of their house while they were cooking. 
and then called mm. you back in once they were finished. <laughs> you'd be a that little kind of a weird thing. To you'd do, be isn't it? a little suspect on what they put in the food, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you'd probably second guess oh, putting that in your mouth. Is that why my wife always tells me to leave the room when she's cooking? Hey, you know, I always thought it was because we had a small kitchen, but now that you said that. <laughs> I have noticed an uptick on my arsenic intake. <laughs> I was going to say, you are still alive. It's been how many years? Yeah, but I mean, it probably depends on the frequency. That's true. And the dosage. Maybe, she probably yeah. doesn't want to be left to have to deal with everything by herself right now. So if it's small enough dosage, it's once it's once she thinks that she can you know, handle everything without me regularly then it's just a short it'll that, that it'll be that final dose she's yeah. taking down that Maybe. overall lifespan so she's taking it off the back end <laughs> instead of just cutting it off completely that's what it is because she once she doesn't well, want to deal with medicare that's what <laughs> <laughs> so if he could just live to about 45 maybe 50 man 45 is not that far away anymore <laughs> that's that is a morbid thought yeah 45 is not that far away from me either it's far away from me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, That's what you get for being born so soon. I mean, I didn't really have a choice. Wow. Am I the uh, only one that had a choice? I said... What, in being born? Yeah, I was like, I think this is the right time. <laughs> you remember this? Yeah, don't we all? Isn't that, like, how it works? No. I gotta ask my money for my money back from my Scientologist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. And now we're gonna get doxxed by Scientology. <laughs> it's true. There's nobody there's, in Hollywood okay. is ever going to listen to our podcast. Oh, now. shoot. Uh, you know, there's quite a few nerds in Hollywood now. Hey, this isn't a nerds podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie. What kind of podcast? Is it? A geek podcast? No, no, not a geek pot. Definitely a nerd, nerd one. All right, solid nerd, solid nerd. Not a mm-hmm. ephemeral a nerd. Nope, nope. Is that a brand? An actual solid nerd? Is that an actual? It brand? should be. It should. <laughs> it should be. It is now. What are you wearing? <laughs> solid nerd. <laughs> solid nerd. Where'd you get that solid nerd? <laughs> Where'd you get that solid nerd? It's gonna be the. We ever opened up a shop online? You're going to call it www.solidnerd.com. Now, are we talking like a a, a nerd that is tangible, or are we talking about a nerd that is a leafy dish? Hmm. Or a hard candy. Or a hard candy. A small hard candy. (laughs) Oh, they make all kinds now. Sounds like it's going to be. Yeah, wow. Wow. So rude. (laughs) I know. I'm the worst. About eighth worst. The eighth worst? The yeah. brat worst. So who is the seven that are worse than me? You don't need to know. This, is, the a ma- this is a family friendly. Wow. I don't know what that means. I don't either. It's a cop out. I don't have seven others. <laughs> I just try to make them feel better. I'm pretty sure. I mean, really, if I wanted to be mean, you I could, could probably e- come up with seven others. I mean, there's the obvious, you know, Hitler, I've, Stalin. I've, dude, but, I've known you long enough that I could I could name eight people, seven people that you definitely think are worse than Pat, and they're just people we know. <laughs> well, I don't need them knowing that. <laughs> yeah, we should probably not record that. Why? It's important. Okay, go for it. Because <laughs> no, no. we don't need to hurt Ben's feelings, that's why. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Sorry, Ben. <laughs> if they're if you're listening, Ben, or a Ben is listening. <laughs> Everybody you decide, named Ben. You can decide if he was talking to you. What about you? Uh, you got any random stuff to share? Random, random interest. How about something interesting? What my uh, griddle's not interesting. Is that no, what you're saying? No, it was interesting, <laughs> and it's exciting because I get a I get to experience it firsthand. I meant because Will always brings up weird offbeat facts about like genetic friendships and things yes. like that. <laughs> that is I true. Went to Ohio for a business thing. Oh, that's right. Oh and... boy, do I have a story about Ohio? Go on. Oh, maybe we should have started with me then, because then we could have brought up something other than Griddle for <laughs> what? 10 minutes. What was wrong with... Moving first... past Griddle, I was in Ohio. <laughs> found this really good Japanese restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know. Was it as good as Kiyomi? I, sorry, Kiyomi, but I think it was a little bit better. Well, I mean, to be... I mean, Kiyomi is a good Japanese restaurant for where we are and for its price. There's nowhere around here I would take over Kiyomi. Personal. That is true. This place not in was, this area. It was a notch more expensive. But see, that makes a difference sometimes. Yeah. Like it does. Yeah. But uh, while I was out there, there's this park, right? And it has, and it, you, there's all these trails, and you can go, and there's this old castle that was built out there mm. by this German guy who never lived in it. He just built is a it, castle had, in Ohio. It, well, I'm sure it wasn't called Ohio when it was built. You don't know. Built back in like eighteen blah 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 blah. blah. No. Okay, you don't think so, Ohio still could have been Ohio in eighteen I mean, blah blah blah. I mean, it could have been. I guess called it Ohio. would depend. Oh, now I'm looking know. it up. Where's my phone? Did I leave my? You had it. You were oh, looking at it. I, okay. Are you looking up when Ohio was founded? Mm-hmm. I'm curious now. So anyway, you went to a March first, eighteen oh three. Ooh, so maybe it was called Ohio. I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't bother to read the plan. The internet doesn't believe in Ohio anyway, from what I've understood. Yeah. There's this weird thing culturally going on with Ohio that I just don't understand. You know about that? Yeah, about how people say that it's not real. Yeah. But there was certainly a train wreck there recently. Certainly a train wreck. <laughs> There's been a lot of I've wrecks also heard. It's because they they try to go through it, but when they find out it's not real, they just they just can't. <laughs> it's gotta be it. So anyway, German Castle, Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. It was old. It was cool. Did you tour the cat? Could you go inside, or did you yeah. just walk? Okay. I mean, it was just old, musty, dirty. So this wasn't like a huge castle. I'm assuming. No, no. Okay, because when I when you say castle, I think like it, they call it a castle, <laughs> but really it's, really, it's just it's like a, a manor. It's a shed. <laughs> It's a little bit north of a shed, south of a castle. <laughs> <laughs> it was German manor. Yeah, you know how Germans like to exaggerate. Do they? Well, I mean, we're the best. Maybe they're most precise. They like to be yeah. precise. What are you scrolling, Pat? Don't worry about it. Okay. A lot of things people say are castles aren't actually castles, and I cannot think of a word of the, it is. Because what you're describing does not sound like a castle to me. Well, no, he said it wasn't a castle. Well, the I was at this training thing <laughs> for business, and the guy's like, hey, if you guys are in town around this area, you should go check out this castle. And I think it's actually called the Castle Paul. Let me, let me. Yeah, let's all get on our phones in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, hey, everybody does it. Here's the thing. We record our voces, not our faces. 
that you're aware of. And I'm pretty sure. Oh, I always thought that was a fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> the camera. Is it called Landol's Mohican Castle? Squire's Castle in oh, Willoughby Hills, Ohio. That is definitely not a castle. I mean, it has parapets, though. It's a house that somebody said, you know what? I want to put parapets and I mean, it was towers. It looks cool. Yeah, it was cool. So, so everybody look up Squire's Castle. Something interesting. You can you can pretend you went alongside Will. You already pretend you read books with us, I hope. <laughs> Comic books. So uh well, I mean, yeah. I mean it looks interesting. Technically we don't none of us read the books it is together. Busier than usual right now. If you look, it is crazy oh, yeah. it was, busy right now. I went on a pretty nice day and there was a quite a few people no 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 but even for its regular i'm talking it's like five times as busy as it normally is on a saturday at this time according to google the check-ins are outrageous they must be having some kind of event today must be Be probably a pretty cool place around like halloween they dress it up they do if they do i don't know i thought you were telling us that they do i said if they're, they're losing out on money if they don't you're listening, Squire's Castle. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So you checked out a little, a well, little place. What? What? Well. Generously called a castle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you looked at a small castle. Sure. I don't remember the words or the things. It's in my brain somewhere. I just. Well, you just keep shuffling through there, Pat, and you'll find it. Yeah, I'll wake up in the middle of the night tonight. But it's this. <laughs> <laughs> Pat's brain. No. What about you, Chris? What have you been up to? Um, nothing overly interesting. Re- regular life, I suppose. My daughter had a sleep study, I think, since the last time we met, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did, it, did I talk about it last time? Uh, you were too sleepy. I don't remember you talking about oh, the sleep study. No, because it, uh, it was when we went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. That's what it was. Yes, it was, and you so, were tired. Yeah, so there was that, and... Waiting to hear back on that. I have been listening to a good audiobook that I feel like the type of people who may engage with this podcast would enjoy, and it's called Hephaestus Rising, uh, suggested by my friend Owen, whose comic book collection I mentioned uh, that I'm trying to sort and sell for him, which he's moving this week, I found out. And hmm. I was very bummed. I didn't realize he was moving so soon. So by the time this is out, he's will have moved probably for a couple months ago. <laughs> um, so I hope you're settled, Owen. <laughs> it's a it's a cool book about a guild of supervillains that and it follows some superheroes as well. It's basically about a, a girl who's like the human torch, but she wants to build something that would be akin to an Iron Man suit and she ends up being recruited into a villain's guild and uh Later down the line, it it has sequences. Kind of reminds me of something that would be it. It has a it has a sequence that's kind of like the Hunger Games in a training sense. Hmm. Like it it shows their uh, new recruits, kind of like a training thing they go through. That's kind of Hunger Games ish. Uh, and then later you get kind of a heist uh, segment, a cool kind of Ocean's Eleven with superpowers. Or Super Crooks, if you read the comic by Mark Millar. Hmm. Um, or seen the show on Netflix. And then, uh, you know, the end has big 
all out super brawls, like all great superhero stuff. We all love a good super brawl. Super brawl. Super brew. I can't find it. Where's it up? Where's what? That book. It's on Audible. Hephaestus Rising. Okay. Are you spelling Hephaestus right? Most likely not. It's H E P A E S T U S Rising. And how do you spell rising again? JK. JK Rising. JK Rising. Rising JK. Do you find it? It's got like a gauntlet fist with fire coming out of the bottom. No. Really? Mm hmm. Well, that is odd. I listened to it on Libby, but Amazon keeps telling me to get it on Audible. They also have. Because uh, there's this. Which is forging Hephaestus. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Not rising. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, no wonder I couldn't find it. <laughs> my bad. I call it Hephaestus rising because I think of it as an origin thing. Forging. That makes more sense. Forging. It's by Drew Hayes. Yes. Thanks. I don't know if you said that or not. I didn't, but I was going to look at it. Forging Hephaestus. My bad. Not Hephaestus rising. Forging Hephaestus. You're going to confuse so many people. Not anymore because you corrected it. Good job, Pat. I'm here to help. And I've only told one other person, and that was my wife. And she's Did probably you tell the rising one. Yes. Okay. She's at home confused. Be like, why can't I not find this book? Yeah, she's listening to Cradle right now, which is interesting because she um, doesn't listen to audiobooks. But with her new job, she decided she's going to try. And the first things she's listening to are Cradle. Well, Travis Baldry does do a good job. Well, the final book comes out in two weeks. I know. Oh, man. Excited. I got to finish He Who Fights with Monsters 9. And As in none? Right. And <laughs> nine. Hephaestus Forging. Forging Hephaestus. <laughs> forging Rising Hephaestus. Uh, it's just Forging Rising. Forging Rising. <laughs> written by Hephaestus. <laughs> well, I think we've... I've, we've royally screwed this up in my brain. <laughs> but no, it is it is a very good audiobook. Okay. I've really enjoyed it. I need to get that one done, too. And then I've got to start on the last book of the Cradle series. Very last book. Book 12. The finale. And then he can focus on the new one that I'm really Way liking. Bound. Oh, Captain. I've been, re- I've been listening to that. Oh, it's amazing. That. If you ever want to listen to Travis Baldry do it. I've owned uh, it since it came out, but I only listened to like the first five minutes so far. I don't understand how you could do that. Why? He he does a, a southern accent if you want to listen to Travis Baldry do a, a southern bell. I mean, he does that in Rebel Galaxy. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't remember. The video game? Well, yeah, yeah, I knew he... I mean, he plays... A bunch of characters. He definitely has a southern mm. accent in that in that game at times. Cool. But that was, I guess, the only other thing is that uh, my kids and I have started watching a TV show that Will has said is very good that uh-huh. I never watched, and they are super into it right now. And that is Teen Titans. Oh yeah. Like the original show mm-hmm. that people say is good. It so, is. and my daughter has finally come to the conclusion that she likes it better than Teen Titans Go. Oh, well, it's obviously superior. <laughs> right. Really, so much of what Teen Titans Go is, it's Teen Titans Go is better 
if you've watched the original show, because they do a lot of Easter egg references to the oh, do they? original I've show. Yeah, never watched a minute of it. Uh, I know a lot of people who like it because it is it does have a lot of like fan stuff in it. Hmm. It's just dumb. <laughs> it's one of them dumb shows. The humor usually, mm-hmm. although I do find some of that humor is occasionally in Teen Titans. Oh, it is. But the no. dynamic between uh, Beast Boy and Cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. Well, they, uh, my children, not Cyborg and Beast Boy, uh, now want to listen to the theme song when we're driving and stuff. Oh, so it's so, gone from Power Rangers to. Gone from Power Rangers to Teen, Teen Titans. Titans. Yeah, it's been, it's fun. It's fun to watch it with them because I've always heard it's good and I've never watched it. I haven't either. I know, but you need to start with Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Clone Wars. N- no, do Batman first. Well, yeah, but I still need to watch the Clone Wars. I mean, technically, if you're planning on watching Ahsoka in August, you might as well watch the Clone Wars and Rebels, or at least the some of Rebels, because it's going to matter. I feel like I don't have enough time. we got to stop sleeping, Stop Pat. playing Eco and Star Citizen stop. and watch an anime. And Stop doing things you actually enjoy Trek doing. And start forcing yourself to do things that you've never done before. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Peer Pressure, Pat. Peer Pressure Pat. There he is. That's his superhero name. That's peer actually his, his weakness is when his peer pressure. That's not true because we tell him to do stuff all the time, and it's all the things that you hear him regularly say on the show that he's never done. Like this start is, a podcast. This is true. Pat always gives in to peer pressure every time. Go ahead and send us an email. So what you're saying is I'm not a peer pressure Patsy. Oh, man. No, you're a peer pressure Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this episode, we are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, because I feel like that we've BSed enough now. I feel like that's a good, healthy amount of BS. Right. Talking about to wholesome feel... family stuff. Wholesome family BS. So, first, good we're going to talk I... about hey. yeah, griddles. No, that's what... McGriddles. No, he said wholesome family BS, and I was like, griddles. <laughs> griddles and cartoons with kids and castles. <laughs> yeah. With strangers. Anyway. So, don't read your synopsis yet, because we're going to oh. talk about the movie first. Or did you also write a synopsis for the movie? I did not do that. Okay, because I don't think we need to. But It should be out long enough. We're not spoiling anything. I do want to say that, just as a quick thing, I want us to all give our basic opinion on the movie. I thought it was good. thought it was the first really good Marvel movie in a long time, and I had a lot of fun watching it. It is definitely more serious than a lot of their other stuff, which is interesting because Guardians is also some of the goofiest stuff that they do. Yes. And even in this, it had some goofy parts. It did. But this was definitely a heavier movie than Marvel normally leans into. I agree. And I think it was better for it. I guess it's following... The events of Infinity War, I think, is the last one they did, or was that Endgame? Endgame was the second one. Are you? What do you mean? Like, I mean, they've made like four movies. Well, five, not six, focusing. Seven, seven. No, not 
focusing on the Guardians. Like this is the, the Guardians were in Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, were they in uh, the opening? I, never, I think I never watched that. That's good. I didn't watch it's it either. Terrible. And the part with the Guardians is also just like and it's paper. My, might be one. Of, <laughs> well, this is the first movie focusing entirely on the Guardians because it has Star well, Lords. It's the, the third movie focusing entirely on the Guardians. Post. No, I knew what you meant. Yes. I just had to do that. Being difficult. Because uh, Star Lord's still dealing with, you know, Gamora not being there. And now they're all trying to get settled into nowhere. <laughs> They've settled into nowhere. Yep. You think they settled in the middle of nowhere? I would think the upper I mean, middle. You of think nowhere. the upper? <laughs> they didn't even give us a map of where they are in nowhere. See if they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You mean you can actually get a map of nowhere? I bet. I mean, nowhere I guess. is a place besides in a big head. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Now I gotta look it up. How many cities are named nowhere? Jeez Louise, man. You're in a look-up mood, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Might as well. Got to keep this factually accurate. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because. I just, I just asked how many movies. <laughs> how many movies are in nowhere? So did you enjoy it, though? I did really enjoy it. Yeah, it was uh, funny and... Heartfelt. Heartfelt. It... Uh, kind of had some goofy moments where like the plot was just continuously on because they were doing stupid stuff <laughs> and not listening to each other like there's so many moments where you know if drax hadn't decided he was just going to run off a lot of other stuff wouldn't have happened yeah or, or it would have all ended or they would have succeeded you know I, uh, what about you pat what are we talking about what you thought of guardians that, yeah, your that's, opinion that's it that was good i enjoyed it <laughs> What are we talking about? There was, sorry, I found out that there is one place called Nowhere. Only one, and it's in Oklahoma. <laughs> so wow. there's a Nowhere, Oklahoma. <laughs> that is good. But no, yeah, Guardians, good. I enjoyed it. Uh, four out of five. Oh, you're giving it a rating? Yeah, mm. I'm not going to rate it. I did. I'm impressed. Four out of five. Wouldn't suggest it to others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, <laughs> if you haven't seen any of the plethora of superhero movies out there, you're not going to go watch this one on my recommendation. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely say I've recommended it to a number of people, mostly by saying, hey, if you haven't thought that Marvel can't, if you've been of the opinion that Marvel can't make a good movie anymore, you should go see the new Guardians. <laughs> so they finally made a movie that feels like their quality from at least five years ago. Hmm. I'd say, yeah. Sure. It's better than Guardians 2. <laughs> oh, I mean, Guardians 2 is probably in the... Of Marvel's, like, 20 movies or whatever they've done, mm-hmm. Guardians 2 is probably in my bottom three to five. <laughs> wow. That... Now, The Eternals is probably the bottom. I've never watched that either. I've also never watched that. Good. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't I've watch got it. so much other stuff I have to consume first. Yeah, consuming that, it's like consuming a turd. It's the last thing you want to do. That is correct. I do not want to do that at all. <laughs> Just hmm. understand that The Eternals is basically that for movies. If you, for Marvel movies. Okay. Although, man, 
for as bad as Love and Thunder is, I would still say The Eternals is worse. I sat through Love and Thunder. The Eternals I debated turning off. Wow. It's just not good. And it doesn't make any sense. None of the trailers ever made me feel like, oh, I want to go and watch Eternals. I was the opposite. When I saw trailers, I thought, man, it looks like Marvel's trying something a little different. I kind of want to see that. And then I saw reviews, and they were like, Marvel, try something different. It's good. Critic reviews were really good. But then I talked to anybody that watched it, and they were like, wow, that movie was lame. And it and it's it doesn't make sense. I usually well, I never mind. I probably shouldn't say what I normally call it. I, I would, don't. I don't understand how most people can be so far off of what the critics say. They aren't always. I didn't say that. But but you mean with like generalized well, generalized kind of most things. If a critic really likes it, most people don't. Hmm. And if they really don't like it, most people are like, yeah. That was a lot of... That but maybe, was, so whenever, maybe what that says is the the way and the reason that a critic watches a movie is very different than the way and reason an average attendee watches a movie. But don't people I mean, look at critic stuff to see if they want to go see a movie or not? I think they do. So why are we so I, far off? I think money changed hands. <laughs> Uh, whenever so I, we're saying corrupt. Yeah, you're saying critics get paid. Uh, yeah, critics are corrupt. I okay. mean, so I think like some Disney, critics are. Well, not Disney, but but you he's know, not just movies, talking about Disney. So you're saying Hollywood like, as a whole just pays Hollywood. Critics. If you want people to go see your movie, people will look at critics who go to those pre-screenings and see what they say, and they you know grease some palms and say, "Hey, see, I don't know, I don't know," because they have. Mm. It, yeah, I think that it can happen, but I think that's why I tend to look at certain people who are online in that I feel like I trust more that are more like average viewer kind of critics. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes down to the, to what you look at for a film. I think if you look at all films as pieces of art, then some of the things even marvel movies are going to rank pretty low because they're less art and more activity like going to see going to an art museum and going to watch a hockey game are two totally different things but yeah or to keep it in the superhero comic book uh dr strange uh mom dr strange and mom Doctor Strange mom and uh Multiverse. It's Madness. actually yeah. Doctor Strange and, and the mom is technically well, the title. Whatever. And, and um, um Everywhere Always. Everything Ever- Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Both I know similar people movies. that hated that movie. But one is more artistic while the other one is more, as you say, like action y. Well, one stuff. is just better written though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have Actiony movies that are well written. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange was not one of those, uh, and I know people that do not like everything, everywhere, all at once. I know you and I really like it, but like Gunner did not like it. He it said was, it was way too weird. Did not enjoy it at all. It was the hot dog fingers, wasn't it? Ever? I don't know anybody who likes that. That was so weird. <laughs> Nobody likes them hot dog fingers. Yeah, I've never actually watched it. So moving on. That's what we should do. Well, while we eat, we should turn that on. 
We're eating I think fajitas, there is something... not hot dogs. <laughs> like... well, that's true. <laughs> Critics go through, and they're pro- they probably know a lot of like what goes on in the background of media and like technical writing, and so sometimes I think they give movies good points based off of those like technicalities, whereas the average viewer doesn't really care about that stuff. Oh, I agree with that. And they, they just base it off what they feel at the end. So here's something. Uh, Stephen King doesn't really think superhero movies are very good movies, I guess. I guess he's come out and kind of said that they don't impress him much. They don't impress me. I was thinking the same thing. That's what I said. I pictured Shania Twain in my head (laughs) when I said that. But he was at a pre-screening for the new Flash movie, and I guess he tweeted and was like, that movie was great. The new Flash oh. movie? Yeah, which makes me wonder, like, what's his criteria then? If he says most of the time those movies are, are kind of drab or whatever, he left that one going, I like that. Yes. Is that one that's out? Not yet. Mm-mm. It comes out mid-June. Uh, hmm. It'll be the next movie we see after uh, End of the Spider-Verse. Sweet. That's I know. Cool. Looking I forward to it. I'm so excited for that movie. Maybe he's just a big Michael Keaton Batman fan. Maybe that's what it is. He was like, I got to see Michael Keaton again. It's been all those years. But that's how Stephen King sounds. <laughs> Obviously. It's very much not. <laughs> I've literally never heard him speak. I've never heard so. him speak either. You could have been like, yeah, that's what he sounds. Really? And he you would have got us. Sound he like, sounds more like a sorcerer. Sound like Shania Twain for all I know. <laughs> So, yeah, we all liked it. But here's the thing. After reading this comic, we can definitively say, I think, that while we enjoy the Guardians movies, they're pretty different (laughs) than than the comic that started them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, now, Will, Ah, you want to sin up that sauce? And then we'll, we'll still talk about the movie, I'm sure. But I where I feel like we talked more about the Shazam movie because we only read like an issue of Shazam. I feel like there's plenty that we're going to talk about with the Guardians comic. All right. So before I read the synopsis for this issue, we have an email to cover. Did you hear that? I did. Hold your phone up to that again. Where did that come from? It was probably that. It was probably trying to get data or something from Weird. the towers. Yeah. Weird. Anyway. Stop it. <laughs> no. Why does he always get 10 times weirder than we need him to? I don't, I don't know. I thought I was the weird one. <laughs> We're all Entertainment value? I don't know. It's entertaining to us in the room. <laughs> Nobody can right? see you. Do. <laughs> so, sorry. Emails. Uh, yes, yes. Sorry, your buzzy, your buzzy track threw me off. Stop. Right? <laughs> Read anyway, your email. We got another... Email from our serial emailer. Serial <laughs> emailer. AKA Pat's sister, Heather. So yeah, the title her, of this email. Her name isn't Pat's sister. I'm just letting you know. Sister Pat? It's not that. <laughs> uh, she's not a nun. Anyway. <laughs> well, that would make Pat a nun. Would sister make Pat yeah. would make you right, a nun. That's true. <laughs> Whatever. I am not a nun. He's an all. <laughs> I was going to go nunchucker, but... I almost said none oh, your business. Oh, man. That's what kind of day this is, huh? Oh, yeah. 
nunchucker. Yeah. He's thrown a nun or two in his life. What? <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, she said, ghost butt shovel. What the heckling hecker are you guys talking about? Can you please explain what a ghost butt shovel is? My best guess is that it is the name of Pat's new screen. Uh, no, Heather, it's not. So this is the moment. Do we do we tell people what a no, ghost butt shovel is? No, she doesn't was? actually get to know what it is. <laughs> Ooh. She yeah. might get it out of me. Because I point. know they're... <laughs> Bad. Like, Ooh, I'm going to hear about that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, folks, yeah. write in and tell us, do you want to know what a ghost butt shovel is? Hit us up on our socials. If we get enough so, feedback... Yeah. yeah, just keep this, guessing, and we'll tell you how close you are. Right now, can, you're... We can potentially show you. So here's a question. You're cold. Should we give them clues? There I are mean, clu- I, I... There are technically some clues. Ooh. They're not blue, though. Maybe if somebody guesses correctly, we can have them as a guest on the podcast. Yeah. Ooh. And give them, we'll give them merch. Yeah. And you don't have to come to my house to do that. You can. No, we can do it remotely. remotely. Unless you want to do it in person. I mean. And have the full effect. You get your St. Elmo's and Coke. And you can look, hang I, out. I'm not paying for a uh, plane ticket for anybody, so I'm just Oh, saying. I guess it would depend on your location. I right. guess I was thinking that the, uh, many of our listeners are local because they That's are. That's true, but not all of but them. But not all not of them. That's all true. Them. <laughs> there are a few that are definitely not. <laughs> but hmm. if you can guess what a butt shovel is, we'll throw a prize out there for you. And listener, I'm counting on you. I knew you were going <laughs> to. I almost, I almost said it, too. Because clearly... Heather doesn't know. Right, because of the email. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if Pat you... tells her, she's disqualified. That's correct. And I will know if I tell her. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, yeah. Well, you heard it here first. We're not telling you what butt shovels are. But we... We will let everybody shovel. know if somebody guesses what it is. Yes, we will post what it is on our socials if Bang. somebody guesses it. Is this our first competition? This would technically be our first contest, isn't Heck it? We're early yeah. for a contest, but um, we there's, will. There's going to be so many people out there like, I don't even care. Yeah. All right. Well, we know two <laughs> that definitely will do work to try to figure it out. Uh, yeah. But, man, I, I say butt so much. Shovel. And every time I say it during this little nonsense of butt shovels i keep waiting for will to cut me off that time pat threw it in i did so you heard it here first competition Mm -hmm. the butt shovel competition (laughs) (laughs) what a first competition what a first competition okay i'm trying to think if i've told i think i may have told somebody oh no they come to me I might have to tell them they're disqualified, but we'll give them a, maybe a consolation gift if they remember, because it would have been a while back. They can pick a comic mm-hmm. that we read. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So if you don't want to be a guest and you do win, yeah, and we'll figure out a way to hook you up with something cool, because we don't actually have merch, but we might figure out how to get some. Right. <laughs> There's lots of ways to make cool things. Right. Um, so if you want the, I don't believe you shirt or something, we could maybe figure out my, my wife's got a cricket. Yeah, I could probably could make it. one. Yeah. Right. So, uh, 
but you can you can definitely get to to pick something we read on the podcast. Yeah. So there you go. That's good. So you get a potential piece of merch. <laughs> potential. Uh, you can, by your choosing, get to be a guest. And if for that same episode, if you want to pick who we read, you get to pick who we read. That merch will be one of a kind. Literally. 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 A collector's item. I just want to get out of your hair. Literally. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway. Man. I think that uh, went on long enough. Yeah, so thanks, Heather. You created the first competition, and we know you're competitive. I was just going to say, it (laughs) kind of lines up with your competitive nature, Heather. So there you are. They tell me how much of a savage you are. So uh, Savage. (laughs) Yes, anyway, let's move on to synapsing a synops or whatever it is I do. Yeah, anyway. synapsis will. Synopsis. Synops. Synapsis. <laughs> Synapses will. Synopsis. And weird, now, Heather. And now, one, literally the one, synopsis segment with Will George. One letter, one letter different, two entirely different things. Entirely different things. Ah, oh, jeez. <clears throat> In the wake of two catacly- uh, catastrophic... Let me start over. <laughs> I always think it's cataclysmic, but it's actually catastrophic. You could have still said cataclysmic. It's the same thing, but it's not what I wrote. I bet it's not technically the same Uh, thing. Whatever. But go ahead. You're the one doing this this time. Yes. I'm glad I didn't waste my time writing it. I didn't either because I just took the one that's in the front of the... (laughs) Oh, I actually had an idea for this too. So that's... I don't know if I like that better or worse. (laughs) In the wake of two catastrophic events... The universe is in a fragile, weakened state. With the fabric of space itself damaged, anomalous fissures are beginning to appear. Fissures that could crack and spread, collapsing reality, and letting in dark things that should really not exist. Guided by the mystical insight of the newly returned Adam Warlock, the gunslinging Star-Lord has forged a proactive team of proven cosmic champions, ready to protect the vulnerable universe and prevent any disasters from ever happening again. Together, Star-Lord, Warlock, Gamora, uh, Kazar, I can never pronounce her name correctly out loud, Uh, Drax and Rocket Raccoon are the guardians of the galaxy. Are you talking about Quasar? Quasar? It's Quasar. Kazar? Queso? Quasar. It's a Q, Mm, man. Queso. Queso. That'd be a great superhero. (laughs) He just comes to all your parties. (laughs) You know what? Queso should be the cheesiest superhero. (laughs) That would be you. It is. I would be the cheesiest superhero. (laughs) So you'd be Queso. You know what? I would take it. (laughs) I would take it. Yes. As you just heard, big events, namely the one they bring up the most is Annihilation. And so when we talked about reading this, my original concern was, will you have to have read Annihilation to understand or connect with the the story that you read in this book? And I will say, I do think it would flesh out a lot of things in it as far as references and characters, but... I thought they did a really good job at making this feel accessible. Yeah. I love... Like, I don't feel lost about anything. First off, let's just hit it. Did you guys enjoy it? Yes. Will's taking a swig. Yep. I enjoyed it. I, I really liked this comic. Yeah. I, it's I probably like, been one of my favorites. I like the little uh, 
like little half panels of them doing their the, debrief. Uh, yeah, their, their, their little debrief squares where yeah. they're telling the story of the story that you're reading. Yeah, I, I really like that. How much I liked that. That was that one gave, of my favorite what? things. That gave one of, that gave me way too much of a reality TV show vibe. I loved that. But that was I don't the funny like part. reality TV. I don't either. But it's not TV. That's the funny. I understand. Part. I mean, it was okay. Don't get me wrong. That, that was like the least thing that I liked about it. I literally was like, man, I wish that this would have been in the movies. <laughs> right? Okay, that would have been, been like, you, like you see Star-Lord all beat up and it's like, yeah, we really thought things were going well there for a while. But <laughs> it wasn't until Drax showed up that things started taking a turn and then it would cut to it. Dude, I would have loved to see something like all that. Right. You know, that's fair. I thought it was fun. I liked it. Yes. Um, I have I've, been wanting to talk about, like we've talked about before, it always stinks how we can't talk about what we read until we get together. I think the reason I didn't, I didn't, I don't know how to feel about them is because I don't like it. But they reminded me of reality TV, <laughs> but I didn't enjoy them. I think that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. I, no, th- that was like one of my favorite little things is that you get these. It's like for the mission that each issue or story arc covers, you get these little debriefing recorded parts. And sometimes the characters look different because they're beaten up or Mm -hmm. injured or whatever. And you're seeing them in the aftermath, but you haven't gotten to that point yet in the story. And I was just like, this is a fun idea. Also, did you guys read the... Like the descriptors each time. I didn't read it each time, but did you Not read each time? Did you read Groots though, where it says that he's like the king of his oh, race? Yeah, because in some of them they actually describe like the race and right. Yeah, it said like everything. King, the twenty third reigning king of planet X and the the protector of all like something trees and like it had this huge. Yeah, I didn't see that. For Groot yeah, I missed one that one. Yeah. Was that in the first six or was that later? It was, read, that had to be in the first six. Because I, I read like 13 or 14 issues. I, didn't I read, couldn't stop. I mean, it is good. I mean, you could grab it and look through them. Oh, yeah. Will, hand me the book. It's literally... Uh, Over my it's, shoulder. It's, like a guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so do you think... Yeah, that the movies sure. so here's a question first question do you think that the movies capture the vibe well do you think that they like do you think they jive overall i think so but the like the interaction between the characters they do and the overall kind of humor but individually the characters don't match some of them do some and i have of theories them do. on why they changed a couple of them like, can we just say Drax is actually very smart in this? He is. Like, yeah. he's not dumb, and he's very dangerous. And in the movies, he's just kind of dumb. <laughs> and Except Adam he proved Warlock, at the end of the movie that he's not dumb. No, he's still dumb. He's just not dumb all the time. He's secretly mm. better at certain things. Right. But here's what I thought. I thought Adam Warlock's character was very, very different. Entirely he's different. he's a childish, annoying... He's the most annoying part of the new movie. 
Like his character yeah, kept, was annoying. I kept expecting him to turn and be like, oh, well, I'm going to help you guys now. And I guess he did at the very, very end. But Well, here's what I think. I think in I this, just, I had already established read. character, whereas in the movie, because he was being introduced, it was just a different version of him. Yeah. Did you all notice that this took place in 2008? What? The comic book. It oh, released yeah, it in was... 2008. No, I mean it... in I know. lore. I know. That's they, they they matched the year the comic came out. Yeah. I noticed that. thought it was funny. You know what? It wasn't in the first six. Oh, it man. It had to have been because I read it too. Did you? And you only read the first six? I read the first seven. But Groot... Oh, you know what? It must be a really specific one then because he doesn't really talk in the first one though i think can't. it was when somebody was watering him every time i saw a speech bubble and it had the little lines i, I thought in my head i am groot oh yeah i thought that too <laughs> right yeah but anyway yeah adam so this is what i was thinking about right groot rocket gamora pretty similar Pretty similar. Yeah. 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 Obviously, Quasar's not in it. No. Then you have Star Lord. I would put him in the middle. He is similar sometimes. Yeah. He's not as big of a goober, but he's he's definitely got a wily vibe to him. And when yeah. you read the next if you when you read the next arc, I think that comes through more. And then Mantis and Drax and Adam Warlock. Completely different. Way different. Like 180. But I understand the Adam Warlock thing. They couldn't have him show up and basically act like he knows everything. Because in a movie, they're like, well, we don't need that. Maybe. I don't know. On the flip side, I think I don't understand the need to make Mantis so different. Even her powers are different. Like, she's straight up like has telepathy to and like a point of like clairvoyance in the comic book. Yeah. Right. And she can see the future. Where in the movie she, she can like manipulate your emotions. And and like what you think, like she manipulates that guard. That, oh, that was, was funny. That was she hilarious. makes the guard. You fall do that the every time. And she was, and her face, man. Oh, that actress my gosh. had to be literally like laughing. Like it looked legit. Was, it looked like she was actually laughing. It was excellent acting. Excellent yes. acting. I mean, it probably was really easy for her because it was pretty funny to have this really big guy just that was so having funny. a crush on Drax. <laughs> Drax, very different. Drax, very different. The Mantis thing, kind of spoil for people who may not have read, but like she also has the ability to manipulate memories. Which is the same as the movie. She erases Drax's memory in the movie. Oh, I guess she did at that one point. Yeah, right? like that's that is where her power is the same. They did, but keep that was that. the first time she had ever used anything like that. Like, no, that's her whole point in the second movie. Was it? That's like why his dad keeps her around. Is right. like what he, she does to his mind. Oh, and what she does to other people's minds. Hmm. Right, I, yeah. like that's like her character's purpose. Right, she in minds the them. Movie. Mm-hmm. She's very mindful. Um, yes, but I don't mind. I didn't mind either. Nah. <laughs> I didn't, especially because I only watched about the first half-ish. Of you it, never maybe? even finished I it. I didn't finish it. 
Uh, see, I I fell asleep. I have a hard time lie. not finishing a movie, even if I don't think it's that good. I I just feel like I need to get to the end normally, even if it even sometimes it takes more than one watch. But well, I, I I fell asleep. I'm like I'm I'm not gonna. I don't I don't remember what point in time I passed out. It's too much work. I'm not going back. The second Guardians movie has some scenes I really like. Still not a movie I like. I understand why they chose to change Drax, mostly because it differentiates him more in the film from somebody like Gamora. Like, persona-wise, I I feel like in a movie, those two characters, if you made them the exact same way as they are in the comics, their personalities would kind of overlap, and you'd question why you need two people that are the same, like on a team for a movie. Usually, they try to make each character have kind of a shtick or its own standout personality yeah so they and, get gamora is like the the assassin and everything they kind of made drax a bit more of a dummy fighter yeah and i mean even in the first Coming one he isn't quite as dumb they, he gets thored a little throughout the series he gets thored a little yeah I mean, thor thor just that's hilarious that's what i call it when you dumb down a character at progressively right instead of getting floored thored i, I like that too but yeah, um, I still enjoyed both, though. Guardians 1 is one of my favorite movies of all the Marvel stuff. And I actually think Guardians 3 is pretty high up there. I think they did a good job. I, I really enjoyed the comic, like to a point where I would be interested to go back and read Annihilation and read yeah. the rest of the series. Me too. Yeah. It's a good thing I got both books. I've also heard that, uh, well, good luck finding Annihilation. I don't think they have any of those in print for graphic novels and they get expensive buying the issues. Um, also the Nova Nova has his own cause he was in that you see Nova in the first issue or so talking about the formation of the guardians of the galaxy. Um, and Nova has his own comic series and he's pretty, pretty big part in annihilation and, and stuff like that. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I love the idea that there are these these rifts in time that they have to go and like shut down and monsters can come through them and they're dealing with this uh, Church of Universal Truth or what's it called? Yeah, Church- I think that was it. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. And yeah. a- and Adam Warlock is tied to that somehow. Um, they, a- they talk more about how their powers work in the second story arc, which is interesting. You know, Adam Warlock had a saying that I really enjoyed. History doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. Oh. I was like, that's really cool. That's yeah. you're like that's probably more accurate than the saying. It really is, but I really it. like it. That was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. That's true. I Which wish... out of Adam Warlock, I was kind of surprised <laughs> since I wanted <laughs> to watch the movie first. You did yeah. watch the movie first. Where I read this comic, like when we decided to do this, I read all six issues like within days of us deciding that. You were like, so yes. it's been weeks since I read this. Um, but then you went ahead and decided, like, you had to figure out where the I had arc, to keep going, where the arc ended, though. Because you're That's like, yeah, true. I, think it I is did want to make six. sure that it was the first six. That is why I read ahead originally. Yeah, and it was very clear that that moment. Um, so for those of you who have read, you, I'm, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this moment, your opinion of this this questionable morality 
Uh, but what you discover at at it, the end of the story arc is that Peter Quill, Star Lord, and Mantis made a plan to to affect the opinions emotionally, mentally, whatever, and ease the other members into thinking they wanted to join the group. Yeah, I think Instead what, of letting them free will it, right. they influenced them into being good with... made them think they were friends longer than they actually were, I, I think is what they said. Uh-huh. I made it... See, maybe I just read it differently, but it made me think that they just felt more inclined... Yeah, like they they That's how I thought they was. were more inclined to join up, which much much further down the line the group is forced to to kind of see each other again. M- m- several issues later, I say way down the line is not that far. Way down the line, three pages later, <laughs> in real comic fashion. <laughs> um. But that's the question, right? Like, they knew that they had to stop these rifts that had the potential to destroy all of reality, and they knew that they were going to need everybody they could and their skills and their abilities and, uh, like, their power levels. And uh, and to do that, they tricked them into joining and making themselves think that they wanted to be part of a team when maybe they're not really team players. Right. And, you know, Star-Lord's kind of like, guys, we can deal with that later. But right now we have important work to do. And they're like, F you, man, (laughs) at the end of it. And the team lasts for one issue. Right. Or one story arc. Sorry. One story arc. I think the flaw in this thing is like, oh, once we're together, we're going to be bonded. And once they find out, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But I think it's going to be like it's a good thing it happened so early because later on, if they had found out, it would have been much more catastrophic. You think it would be worse to find out that somebody you trusted. So like you think, like like, if we were friends for a month and I said, actually, we're not really friends. I was spying on you and figured out the things you like and and I tricked you into being my friend. Yeah, like, the, you'd be like, oh, I hate you. I never want to see you again. But you think that if we were friends for years and you found that out. Yeah, because the higher you are, the harder you fall. See, I don't know. I think if I found out years later and I've always enjoyed somebody's company, I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't care. We get along. <laughs> Did you mean it afterwards? Okay. <laughs> and then I'd murder him in my in my sleep. <laughs> in your sleep. I'd dream about dream killing them. murdering them. <laughs> Just- wake up and uh, there you are on the floor and, and i don't know yeah do you think it was do you think they would have joined otherwise i'm just surprised mantis went along with it why i don't know that much about her it just seems like a dick move i don't know maybe she's a dick <laughs> that's true <laughs> she could be <laughs> she seems here's the thing she sees the future right so I'm guessing she so, consulted with what she sees in the future. So she Most saw the, the future. Up until a certain point. Then does she have to do it because she already did it? Oh, is this like a Doctor Strange thing? Yes. Is this why he didn't cut Thanos' arm off? Because he knew with that that... Yes. Because that option wouldn't have led to the only thing that leads to victory. I mean, it could have made it worse somehow. You know, I read a fan theory that uh, 
You can he, literally say anything after those words, and I would <laughs> trust that you saw it somewhere. Yeah. So <laughs> he saw all these different options, right? And then the one future he saw was where Tony dies, right? And the other ones, well, he claims that there was only one time they actually won, but like he could have lied. But <laughs> apparently there's like a comic, I think, where Tony turns evil. I, I don't. Like Iron Man does, I, I this is just it wouldn't a, surprise a vague me. fan theory conveyed to me. But he's like, if Tony, we go through this timeline, Tony will sacrifice himself, ergo avoiding two catastrophic events. And See, I don't like that. Pay fan, Robert Downey Jr. more. I automatically don't yeah. like that fan theory because the comic universe and the movies are totally separate. Yeah. So there was something I about say, how Tony was getting stronger. And things were going to get worse if he was still around. I don't. I don't know. This is why I don't read fan theories. I have enough comics to just read. <laughs> well, the my phone obviously listens to the things I say, so now I get more comic book stuff recommended to me. See, but you don't and have to click it. You I don't, don't have to. But I was curious. I I'm like, I don't what? click fan like five percent of what my phone says comic book stuff are in fact what i do is i usually say don't show me articles from this website (laughs) because most comic book websites i find have a lot of clickbaity articles you can do whatever you want with that man you can read every fan theory on the internet about superheroes i love dumb fan theories. you do you but that's the thing if you enjoy them then you should read them yeah yeah I just avoid them most of the time ah, well. because I don't care what other fans have to say. I have enough written material that I can go back to. And if it's not in there, I don't care. I'll make up my own theories. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem is the way my brain works. I'm always thinking of different aspects to it anyway. I just don't care. I guess that's rude, but I don't care. Seems like a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> you don't but. care? You don't care about being I rude? Can be the, I can be the rude negative one on this podcast go for it yeah because usually i am the one that's like i didn't like it as much as you guys (laughs) now this one i think i probably liked we we all sound pretty equal footed maybe but uh also this story arc though ties into like the whole secret invasion Mm. scroll infiltrator shapeshifter stuff which marvel has a tv show about coming out called secret invasion which is when they do that on earth like the scroll shapeshift and infiltrate and things like that but i thought it was interesting how they threw the scroll in as refugees in this one and they weren't actually the bad guys they were like hiding because they were different than their normal culture says that they are allowed to be right and drax is the one to figure out how to filter them out except i have one problem with that I had a big plot hole problem. You see, I kind of like that part. No, I liked that part. Don't I did not say I didn't like it. I said I had a problem with it. But here was my problem. When Cosmo goes to see them, they are not changed. They are not hiding. He knocks out everybody because his reader won't pick them up if they're changed. But I, my theory... It doesn't really show them, though. What are you talking about? No, what are you talking about? They're like sitting on a bed together, like a big couch no, bed. I, I thought they were like shadows. No. Huh? <laughs> like they weren't, you didn't directly see them. They're like behind curtains. No. No, you see them. 
Like I thought there was gonna be like this big reveal thing, like oh, this is. Huh? He's that happened. Like you don't visually, you can't confirm. You, he's just in this room, and it's kind of dark, and you see like eyes, and you're he's like talking to them, and then they you get don't. knocked out, and then you get everything happens. I don't think that's how it happens. Well, there's a book. There is. <laughs> hold on, we're gonna look stuff up again. Well, hold on. Yeah. But here's my thing. Because at first, at first, I wondered because my interpretation was that they were not changed, right? Yeah, that's when what he I went thought. to talk with them, right? But on the flip side of that, I considered that maybe the reason he couldn't find them, I don't think it's a plot hole, potentially. I think it seemed like one to me, but this is this is where I'm going to bring it back around. I think that Cosmo could have been shielding them mentally mm-hmm. and hiding them. And so when he got knocked out, that's, that's actually why they showed up. Yes. Is what I think. That works for me. That's my that was my theory. Speaking of theories. Well the part I liked was how Drax already had found out that Mantis had manipulated their memories, but he went through with it anyway. He waited. Like he didn't destroy it, he didn't, you know, act upon those feelings right away. He's like, I'm gonna take care of some business and then <laughs> afterwards we're gonna settle I'm gonna I'm gonna go kill everybody. I'm going to... Literally, okay. For those of you who didn't read it, you need to know that Drax kills every single person on the entire space station of nobody. Nowhere. That's correct. (laughs) Nowhere dies. Every person, every Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardian of the Galaxy, Cosmo, the Skrull, everyone dies. For 90 seconds. Yep. (laughs) And then we theorize that most of them come back to life. <laughs> you don't know if everybody came back to life. Okay, so I did find it, and I wasn't wrong, but I don't know. <laughs> I knew like, a the butt time. was coming after that. I but. knew that you were about to say. See, you don't. But they are in the shape of scrolls. You see their head. But they could be anything. <laughs> they. You think that their scroll heads aren't scroll heads? Then you flip the page. And then you do see them. Uh-huh. Which it means that they it's pre-knockout, though. Yeah, that's pre-knockout. That's pre-knockout. So according to Drax's theory, he has to do that to make them change back to that form, which is why doing that can't be what caused him to find them. I think doing that made Cosmo get knocked out, and then he could see So them. now here's another question. Maybe that room is shielded from the sensors, so they can be in their regular form. And when he knocked, when he killed everybody, the people, the scrolls that were outside of that were the ones he detected moving towards that room. Were there mo- more scrolls scanned. that weren't in that room? They don't, they don't say one way or the other. I thought it was just the scrolls that were in that room. They don't really say one way or the other. Though. Oh, I assumed that he then knew that about the room. Yeah, see, that's the thing. That is an assumption because they don't actually But doesn't say he show up at the room then? Yeah, but... But then, in my assumption, so he killed all of the scrolls that were heading for the room, and then showed up at the room. So he murdered a bunch of people in your imagination. Yes, (laughs) of course, not in my imagination. In the book, he murdered everybody, (laughs) and then he brought them back to life. No, but my point is, is if he saw scrolls that were heading towards that room, and then he ended up at that room, but the only scrolls we ever see in that room are the ones that start in that room, then he killed the ones that were going to the room. 
I I mean, he is Drax the Destroyer. (laughs) This this would not surprise me. (laughs) That he just destroyed everybody. Yeah. Because he did. Because he He did. He destroyed them all. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though they were part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah, I know. I I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Also, I like that in the new movie, they brought Cosmo in. Like, I fully. do, too. Cosmo was in other stuff already. Just, like, in, in the collector's, like, cages and things like that. Yeah. So I like that Cosmo was in the movie. Cosmo was pretty funny and and had some cool moments. Yes. More in the comic than... I don't remember him in the movie doing too much. I mean, other than... No, uh, just tell a me couple... A, the good boy the thing good was boy. funny, and the then he did kill fun. some dudes, or she killed some dudes at the end. I know she held the ships. And together. she held the ships together. And he, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so but the thing the comic, is, in the comic, Cosmo is like the person that runs the security for nowhere. Yeah. Right, which like, is amazing. Oh, I think she is in the movies too. They never. I kept listening to hear that, and they never actually say it. I was waiting to see if well, they nope. gave her like a specific. Mm-hmm. Thing in the movie, but I never heard Thought them say she it. she was, but I could mean. Nowhere is two different places in the comic and Oklahoma. In the, yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> like the nowhere in the comic is like a science research station. Nowhere in the movie is just where a bunch of is a dead like what giant. Uh, both of them are in the celestial giant. Or are they? Yeah, but it's not them. a research both station in the movie. It's just where a bunch of degenerates hang out i guess or kind of outcasts go i to... mean they go there in the first movie and say that it's like kind of a a place you know well, they're I mean? all they like don't a... seem like scientists you know no it's definitely more of like a moss Eisley. they go there to fence it to the collector oh right. yeah it's a hive yeah. of scum and villainy i think a bit no it's a mining colony it in is. the first movie they talk about it being a mining colony but isn't it like, they mine it... they mine the in the first movie, they say that they mine the matter from the dead but, celestial. But isn't it uh, illegal? In the movies? Yes. I'm pretty sure it's kind of like a An not illegal up substance? and up place. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think, for some reason, I think it, that's why it was so hard. I know to that's Rocket why nobody really knew where it was things. because it was illegal. Could be. It would yeah. make sense. I mean, Star-Lord's an outlaw in the first movie. I mean, he's kind of an outlaw in all of the movies. It's, <laughs> he's got a code name. It's not a code name. It's outlaw man name. <laughs> I love that scene. Oh, Star Prince, Star Lord. Yeah, this guy's got a code name. It's an outlaw <laughs> name, man. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that dude. I love the first movie. I love the new one, and I like the comic. I really like the comic. I do too. Yeah. And it's, see, I I like the comic, but I feel like I probably like it in the same way that I like Green Lantern. I just like space teams when they're well done. Get some interesting characters doing space work. Space work. Yeah. Getting that space work done. So I have, okay. But. <laughs> um, so my least favorite thing. Hold on. That's what I was, let's, before we do that. Okay. We didn't actually say our favorite. We were just been we just been talking. I think we should talk about the least so, favorite first. We usually save those for a second. You want to do your least favorite things first? Because yeah, just, we should change it up a little bit. Just let them fly. It's called structure. <laughs> Go right. ahead. What's your least favorite thing? Um, the time traveling Captain America, dude. 
if they could use something to teleport as far as they did in a matter of no time at all, why do they even need spaceships? Because it still takes effort and coordination. Well, obviously in the comic, it... Uh... In the later ones, they don't do that. It does get Spoilers. I don't think. (laughs) They don't... Actually, they all pretty much... They don't use spaceships at all in the comic that I can think of. They do all just get teleported around, I think, somewhat. I want spaceships. That was why that was my least favorite part. (laughs) I mean, I am a big fan of the Milano in the Guardians movies, like Peter's ship. The Mercury Milano? No. <laughs> uh, I what was your least up. favorite part? Um, I, I, I don't really know. Don't really have one. Don't really have one. Nothing really stood kinda, out. So all kind of flowed together real nice. I guess it would have been that part where Star-Lord thought that keeping that secret from everybody would fix things. but Not really fix hmm. things, but still allow the team to happen even after they found out years down the road. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't think that's actually true. I think he was more concerned about holding them together long enough to save reality and close the rifts. And if they broke up later, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But if you don't want people to find out about it, why would you talk about it? Like, ever. What if Mantis was manipulating the future and brought, because she was the one that brought it up. It's very possible. And she knew Drax was there because That's why if she I hate had things where people see the future because people are like, what if? What they if? Just saw this. I thought at that point because she had quit seeing the future. Actually, she, yeah, she was, she couldn't see people that were coming. She's yeah. like, I don't know what this person Star uh, Starhawk messed stuff up. Darn Starhawk. Yeah, I did like, well, never mind. Is that spoilers? No. We're doing don't like. Oh, don't like. Don't likes. Right. What I don't, don't you like? I don't think I have anything in this in the first arc that I didn't like. Wonderful. All right. What did you like? Well, no. Now you got a. Did you have a least favorite character? I'll tell. Is there a part in the movie you didn't like? Oh, in the movie. I don't yeah. know. They had what if we just talk the about the yeah. movie a little bit too? <laughs> Past we touched on that. it. Um. I didn't like Adam Warlock in the movie. No, I didn't either. I didn't like that. And I also, yeah. while I really liked the way the villain came across in the movie, there was a point where I thought he started to lose his threatening cre- credibility and just started seem- seeming outright insane. Like, he was more intensely threatening for a while, but then he started to just be off the handle threatening. <laughs> so I'm going to go out on a limb here, and a lot of people might disagree with me. The thing I didn't like about the movie was the animal cruelty. Actually, I think that that's been something that people have been talking about. That that I actually had somebody say that they wish they would have had some kind of disclaimer before to warn them about it because they it bothered them so much. Okay, so I'm not going out on a limb here. <laughs> no. No, I yeah, I mean No, there were some pretty like oomph scenes in that movie. I would probably feel the same way if there were humans instead of animals. To be just fair. that level of cruelty, but just that level of cruelty, the level was, of cruelty, which was surprising in a Marvel movie. Well, again, Disney though, Marvel movie. I know. No, this which was you good. know they, people said Doctor Strange was almost rated R. They had to take some scenes out or change some things. I think because it some of the horror aspects were pushing it into the R category. Um, but I feel like this movie. M- 
to me, like not, you know, considering some of the horror moments or like the exploding head and things like that in, in Dr. Strange, but, um, like this movie felt like it was like, there were some parts that leaned kind of too intense or a little harder PG-13 in comparison to what they normally do. It had yes. a, I mean, it, they used the PG-13 F word this time. They did. <laughs> that was one of my least favorite parts because I thought, man, if you were going to drop an F-bomb in this movie, is that where I would have put it? Just with all of the other moments that that, some, that could have been added to, if you were going to use your one, is that really where that was best? I kind of thought maybe it was because he was so frustrated because they were in such a hurry. Yeah. I was like, yeah, maybe they were emphasizing how frustrated he was in the moment. What about you? Do you have a least favorite part of the movie? I mean, not really. I kind of didn't like how whiny Peter was in the beginning. About oh, not having Gamora. When he was it's an like, alcoholic and all he cared about was losing his, his beloved one. Yeah. It's because he was Thor. He did get Thored. <laughs> he didn't get Thored because he was definitely... And if anything, I felt like he was less dumb than some of the other moments in a few of the movies. He was pretty w- well coordinated a few times. Yeah, because there was the part when he was talking about his feelings. Yeah, or <laughs> Nathan Fillion was my favorite part of the movie. I think. Oh, I didn't expect. I didn't know he yeah, was going to be in Fillion it. Nathan Fillion was great, and he proved that he can be a good space security guard cop kind of guy, which once again reinforces that he should be playing Hal Jordan as Green Lantern. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Marvel, if you're listening. <laughs> He's already Green voiced Lantern's him in DC. animated DC stuff, so. But, uh. Perfect. Bring it full circle. <laughs> uh, yep. Full circle. <laughs> so, nothing you really didn't like. In the movie. Well, there was one thing, but I just it just left my brain. Because I was talking. Sorry. You guys were talking. I sucked I started your thinking brain. About... I minded you. Yep. You <laughs> minded my words. <laughs> Well, if you can think of what you didn't like, go ahead and add it in. Mm. Adam Warlock was my least favorite character in the movie, probably. Only because he was annoying. I really do like the interplay between Drax and Mantis. Oh, yeah. Their dynamic together, like how they've become like a pair, but they're not romantic. Right. Like, But they're definitely like... He really, really appreciates who she is. And she genuinely likes to have him around. And how hurt he was when she was like, I'm going to go off on my own. Or when she she said he was stupid. Right. When when she she said said he he was stupid, stupid. that like hurt him for real. To the point where she erased his memory. And she erased his memory. (laughs) Because she felt so bad. She's like, I don't need him to even understand that he's felt that bad. Right. Because he's already been through a lot. Like in the in the that Drax, you know, with his right, wife his, and daughter his, being murdered by Thanos family. and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure she's just like, eh, he probably doesn't need to think that his best friend thinks he's stupid. Was that an okay use of it? <laughs> Is it ever okay to no. manipulate the mind of someone else? No, because that's just like a cheat code. Your cheat code in the brain pan. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, did you think of it? I think I did. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> nitpicky, but. When they were going to go and invade that space station where Nathan Fillion was ta- uh, keeping guard. The organic one. Yeah. They were talking about, like, oh, these, they, it has these shields around it that are impenetrable. And just coming off of a bender, Star-Lord just goes down and somehow mani- magically <laughs> makes it to where, like, oh, we can just go through because I used to steal stuff. Um, yes, yeah, because he's that good. Well, 
I mean, not completely because she has codes, and all he's doing is pushing stuff into place. Like who had the codes? Nebula did. She didn't. I. I don't remember. I that. don't remember yeah. her saying that. Oh, they I talk. Have... They talk about how the codes rotate like every twenty four hours, mm. and she had the codes that they needed to be able to get in, and he and then he set the like frequency things as they did it or whatever. Hmm. I don't remember that part because the person that got her the codes was Gamora. That was the big reveal because he was like, "That's who your contact was." Oh, I thought they had already gone to Gamora at that. Point. No, that's the part when they find out about Gamora. Uh... Oh, Gamora. She kind of liked him at the end. Which I liked. Me too. But they didn't have them get together, which I liked. Me too. Everybody just kind of went their own way. And... I know. It was a breaking up of the band. It was sad. They'll do that in Guardians. No, they won't. Because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 4 should be that group at the very end. I think they've talked about it already. That were the Guardians. I think they're going to make something with that group. That would be great. I mean, Maybe. You think it'll be great? I think I know it'll be great because Rocket's in charge. Where can you go wrong with that? Rocket's in charge of the Guardians in the beginning of the second story arc of this. Ooh, because some of them do stay with him, and they recruit another guy. Spoilers! I love it. You have to read one more issue to get there. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think you're like four pages away from four knowing pages that away information. From but that's so long in comic book time. <laughs> now, did you? Uh, did either of you have a least favorite character in the comic? Mm. Any character you didn't like? I didn't really have one. Uh, I mean, other than the obvious, like the the delegate for the science, like those people that were interrogating them. Oh, the people who were being jerks yeah, the about bureaucrats, the scrolls but... and all that, and being like, "You can't be like that here. You got to follow rules. You yeah, rule breakers think, arrest them." I think that was a good character design because you're not supposed to like them. Yeah. So like, it's good that I don't like them because they're good, like not likable characters. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You felt exactly like the author intended. Yeah, he manipulated me correctly. I wasn't. A yeah, big... Mantis. I wasn't a big fan of how useless the frozen Captain America was. He's a big part of the second story arc. So useless. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Yeah, that, that was changes. his go-to. That changes more. I'm sure. He's useless for now because he was just introduced. <laughs> I like. I don't like this guy who didn't help this story. If you want to talk about story elements, he did introduce conflict. Well, sure. Yeah, as part of nowhere was leveled by him. (laughs) And Starhawk. Yeah. So Man Starhawk. Man Starhawk. Lady Starhawk they caught. Right. I do like that. The reason that the gender changed is because the future was in flux and they were just born differently. Right. I was like, that was good. That's kind of a cool idea. (laughs) Yeah. No, I want to read more. So, did you have a favorite part? Favorite scene? Oh, did I have a favorite scene? Probably, probably Drax figuring out the scrolls and killing everybody. Just the way he did it. I thought that was really interesting. 
Oh, how she's like, you're going to kill everybody. And he's like, yep. <laughs> and he does. Well, and his idea to do it. I yeah, mean, like how smart it was. Right. Yeah, I would agree. That was a good moment. What about you, I've already, Wilhelm? I've already agreed that that is also a good moment because that was also when he had already heard that his mind had been manipulated. And yep. he's like, well, I'm going to do this anyway. Because it needs to be because, done. And then I'm going to tell everybody and break up the group. Right. Um, My, or did, did you have a different favorite scene? Favorite mm-hmm. scene? Or was that your kind of? I do like when the, they're in action. Uh, like when they're fighting all the, the stuff from the fishers and when they were fighting the, uh, the bish, not bishops, cardinals from the uh, Church Tr- of Universal Truth. My brain thought you were going to say Latter-day Saints. Uh, <laughs> nope. I did not say that. I'm pretty sure the Guardians of the Galaxy have never fought those, that, that religious organization, but that maybe just, they have, and whenever it just I, hasn't been written about it. Whenever I read it, I was like, I believe you're going to go away, and they <laughs> fly off or whatever it was they were doing. Like, I believe. Yeah, they did that a lot. They believed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I found like that... They're, I found that interesting, though, that their power is like... Belief. Well, if they believe it, it manifests. Mm-hmm. And so they could be like, I believe you attacks can't hurt me, and then they didn't. That was interesting. They could be like, yeah. I believe I can fly. And then they mm-hmm. did. <laughs> <laughs> Off they pop. Uh, I liked the kind of rolling with that idea. I liked when Gamora had that like sacrificial moment that got her all burned mm-hmm. up because up to that point she kept like her character felt like one of those that she kind of just saw herself as like a weapon you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i thought it was cool when she was like now i'm gonna do this to help the team which also makes finding out that she was manipulated that much worse because she went through that Mm. right going well was that my choice so i think it added weight to that revelation but i thought that was really cool that scene Mm -hmm. it made me it made me feel her character you know what i mean yeah like really be like oh man that was that was kind of epic for for that i like quasar a lot as a character though but that's the next question i guess did you have a favorite character Rocket. Rocket. Well, that's because <laughs> it's that persona, man. That's one of those characters that's like a one-to-one almost with the screen right. version. and I always liked Rocket in the movies. So, huh. What about you, Will? Do you have a favorite? Um, not that. There's no one character that stood up like Rocket's cool. Mantis is kind of, you know. I actually liked Mantis quite a different. bit in the comic. I like her in the movie, too, but I just thought I like Cosmo. In the comic, uh, yeah. Cosmo's a character I I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I would I would probably say, kind of like with Will, that there were things I appreciated about many characters. I don't know if I had to pick my favorite who I would pick, but I also have read. So I'm trying to think of it in relation to the first arc because since I've technically read beyond that now, I'm like who. <laughs> Some of those opinions change. I know what they do later. Yes, yeah, see, this is why. And that's why we don't do that. We don't do that. Well, Chris does often. He right. he doesn't usually read ahead of the arc, 
but he he did with Umbrella Academy. He did. But usually I just find other stuff to read that might be tied in or related. Like with Shazam, I read a whole separate thing with Shazam. It didn't make. It wasn't like part of the same story, right? I'm Where like with this, yeah. when you read ahead, you're like, "Oh, but I know about it now. Like I know what they do or what they don't do or what they seem like then." You know what I mean? Which is why I usually try not to read ahead for this, but I did, and I still don't know who I'd say is a favorite character. To be honest. There are, I've, I just find that they all are interesting in different ways. True. But Cosmo is pretty fun. Then say Cosmo. Cosmo's a pretty fun character. I don't think he's my favorite, but I'm going to just say Cosmo. Because he's a good dog. I enjoyed... He's a good boy. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed Cosmo. I'll say that. Great. Did we do least favorite characters? I asked that. That's And I said in the comic or the movie, and that's oh. when I said Adam Warlock. And you said that you didn't like the scientist people because they oh, were written yeah. to not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. You don't even remember your own. Normally, Pat doesn't listen to us when we talk. You're not listening to yourself today. Nope. Will and I got a connection going on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do. I don't listen to him. He doesn't listen to him. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Perfect. So I have down something that we usually don't talk about. I have something we found absurd. That's actually on the notes for like every single one. But I normally there's not any. It's a comic book. What are you? It's absurd anyway. Absurd. No, it's let's moving on. I was gonna say. <laughs> so anyway, um, but no, as a whole though. Oh, I, what teleporting around so you don't need spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> there I you go. It. I wondered if you were going to say that again. That's funny. Absurd. Pat. I want spaceships in my space game, in my space literature. Yes. Pat yeah. loves spaceships. I do. I do too. That's literally yeah. almost anything that's in space. I'm like, it better have a cool spaceship. <laughs> Pat and I are the the character that we relate most to is Benny from the Lego movie. Have you both? It has won? been way too long. Since I have Benny Lego. is the leg, the blue Lego spaceman. That's up there. Like we need to build something, and he's like spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is Pat and Chris yes. in a nutshell. 100%. In a space pod. <laughs> then, if we've talked about all of these things, you know what time it is. It's time for rating, and since this is Guardians of the Galaxy, we should rate it by how many team members. <laughs> We think we'd give it because they're a team. How many team members are on the team? No, we're still going to do one to five. Oh, it's just a team thing. How many members you're going to put? How much did you enjoy it? I mean, <laughs> unless you have a different, how many spaceships you want to give it? <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to give it a five because I've been giving too many fives out lately. He gave one. <laughs> I know, that's too many. One is just, like, over the top. I feel like I've given two. Well, it was to the same story. You're right. It's still two. But that's, we did Nightfall. Here's the thing. It's, it is one story arc. That, I know. That maintained I do five. like I, I like it well, enough if, that I would recommend it to people. So, yes, it's a five. Oh, because he to has make you to feel, follow his own rule. To make it you feel better, I would also give... Guardians of the Galaxy, the comic, a five. And you've never given a five, have you? Nope. This is my first one, unlike Pat. <sighs> wow. 
and I would give it a five. Dang! <laughs> wow, most on, recommended on so the far podcast. Mostly because it captures a lot of the same things that I like from like Guardians of the Galaxy, and I recommend that to people all the time, mm. <laughs> except spaceships. And like the movie, I mean the movie, right? The comics do have spaceships because they blow up one of the uh, cathedral ships. Oh, that's true. It also has a lot. I guess nowhere is kind of like a space station type thing. So while the story is very different structurally than, or I would say the characters and things, it's very different than a Green Lantern comic, but at the same time, it kind of has the vibes. It's like some. It's, it's like Marvel's kind of Green Lantern thing. Sure. I think the Nova Corps would actually be Marvel's Green Lantern thing. But because I like those so much, and I recommend those all the time, I would say this falls akin to that. Right, but that's not your recommendation rating. No, I, five is not that I would recommend. <laughs> because for me, I would recommend, I have recommended almost everything. Well, I ha- that's not true. I was going to say almost everything we've read. That's not true. In fact, I haven't recommended a lot of what we read. A lot of things on the lists that I made are things that I recommend, but I would not give them all a five. You have also recommended almost all the comic books I own. Yes, but some of them I recommended because I thought you would like them, but I didn't enjoy them that much. What, like Saga? Saga. I'm enjoying it. I know you do. And I've read some, and I... It's just... It's, I don't know. I, I have to be in a different mindset. Man, it has a wooden spaceship. I Man. like that it went... <laughs> Back to it had a spaceship so immediately adds two saga, and a half points. Saga's out playing Guardians of the Galaxy's <laughs> comic because it's got a spaceship. I need but to go back and read that because I haven't finished it yet. I should borrow it from you sometime. I should. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so you can know that you really don't like it. It just it is so high. It was so hyped up, and it, we're not going to talk about that right now. Saga will be an episode eventually. Yes. I the guaranteed one hundred percentage. That's another book I don't have to buy again. Man alive! I'm gonna quit looking at your bookshelf when I make suggestions. But yeah, no, no you looking. heard it here. Our very first all-around five, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy by. I feel like it Dan should be like clapping Emmett. or something going on. Oh, our very first five. Uh. Um, what's interesting is i don't think it i wouldn't necessarily say it's for everyone though but if you do enjoy anything that's like sci-fi that's the one thing though pat you and i we love sci-fi we'll enjoy it i I do enjoy it yeah i don't think it's quite to the level that pat and i no no. i also love fantasy so not the pop fanta c yeah Right, you know. Orange Fanta. Orange fantasy. fantasy. A, a large body of Orange Fanta is a fantasy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I knew where you were going, and it walked right out the door. It so was, Yeah, it was way too much. Um, But no, that's I, I could tell I got the vibe that we all were going to be like, no, we really liked it. And same thing with, I mean, we liked the movies with the exception of two. We liked one and three. Mm-hmm. And the comic does capture kind of the adventure that the movies portray, and that's what, how we were introduced to it. I do think if you have never watched the movies and you decide to read this, 
it still could be good, but I think having even a basic foundation of what you expect from the characters a little bit or know the like the team, I think it might help a little bit. But because the team is so different as far as dynamically mm-hmm. or like the characterizations within it as a whole, I don't think that it maybe maybe watching the movie maybe not watching the movies might influence you in a positive way maybe Maybe. because you're not expecting star lord to be as charmingly lovable or whatever or you're you're not expecting drax to be literal and kind of dumb and so maybe when you read this you might be like oh that's not what i thought it would be now there are other guardians of the galaxy series that marvel has put out since the movie that are aesthetically more similar to the film and the characters are more akin to that of their screen counterparts so they've revamped Mm -hmm. the teams this this you know this comic at this point is what 15 years old so obviously there's revamps all the time with characters and and stories and stuff in comic books but for this we chose this because this was like the comic that first put the team together that influenced what the movie became the original number one movie Mm -hmm. so that was fun that was a it was a fun movie to watch together a little cruel at times but excellent film good good superhero space movie yeah a good ending a good ending to the to the trilogy of Mm -hmm. guardians although guardians almost pushes boundaries calling it a trilogy because they were very much involved in Infinity War. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that was that would be like a Guardians 2.5. Right. Enjoyed getting to see the movie together. Enjoyed reading this comic. We will have to do another episode sometime and we'll talk about the comic again. Maybe we'll read the whole series. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll do what so we're doing with a, Batman. It is a solid 5 on guys with issues. We have to finish it. Yeah, maybe that's a, if if now barring anything extreme maybe sure. that should be like a thing if all if all i almost said all five of us all, <laughs> if, I, if all five of us get that's, three stars that's the three of us and the two listeners i'll give it a, <laughs> i'll give it a five then we will either read the complete arc which for this it's only 25 comics it's not huge there are some tie-ins though so the number goes up um but as far as like the the title series it's only 25 which Pat owns both volumes of that are out of print. So if you'd like to read this series right now, you are going to be forced to find single issues, which you can check your uh, friendly local comic shop or most likely have to pick it up online. I did price it myself, and it is not cheap. For 25 issues, I want to say it ran 300 2 to $300. Well, then. Maybe. I think it was 200 cheap. 200 for the 25-issue run. Um, which is not cheap. Um, it's because the first issue goes for a decent amount by itself. But the the trades, the graphic novels, are out of print currently as of this recording, so you will most likely have to subscribe to the Marvel app or Comixology. Amazon might have it on there and if you want to read this series. But anyway, next week on Guys With Issues, we are going to be doing... The part one of Night Quest, the continued saga of Nightfall. Asriel has taken up the mantle. He sure and has. defeated Bane at this point. 
get to see what he's doing as Batman next week, right? Right. On Guys With Issues. (laughs) Well, I guess that means I'm Patrick. And this is still Will. And I'm Chris. And Will just said that you've been listening to Guys With Issues. Or he said, Guys With Issues. (laughs) This is not the Halloween episode. (laughs) It can be. <laughs> well, it Ooh, might be, actually. Might <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> you can catch the new issue of Guys With Issues each week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Or check out our website at guyswithissues.com, where you can listen, find reading lists to follow along, and get to know us better. You can also find us on Instagram at guys underscore with underscore issues and on Facebook at guys with issues. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts or send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listener. So we'll see you at the same same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Oh shoot! Shoot! Right, I man, you gotta work on your threes, Will. I said shoot, and then he said shoot. And nope. I was like, why won't Will participate? Because when you two do it, I almost always <laughs> subversion of expectation, my friend. Works what that every time? That's what everybody who fails something says. I was just subverting your <laughs> expectations. I think I called Will an unintentional failure. Wow, scratchy Pat. Do I fail intentionally? (gasps) Subversion of expectations. (laughs)